Welcome to the Born and Raised Audio Experience. Presented by Onyx. How are we doing, Randy? Uh, hey, folks, from Randy Newberg here. That's my <laughs> intro. That's about as far as I can get. Oh, so we're back here at the Portland Sports Show, and uh, today we're sitting down with Randy Newberg. Uh, if you don't know who Randy Newberg is, then you've been hiding on under the surf for very long. Yeah. 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 We call him Uncle Randy. Usually. That's the most, most people call me Uncle Randy. So anyway, like I was talking earlier, we're going to keep it real open, guys, to a bunch of questions if you have it after a bit. But we're just going to dive in a little bit, talk to you about season. Randy just bunged himself up. If you can't tell, he doesn't normally dress like this. So he's uh, he's a little down and out. He had a little mishap last night. Uh, so any bad answers any if i sound like i'm over medicated it's because i am over medicated right are you now. very so lucid right now there 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 is definitely a disclaimer in place there we might good, get some really good, good my answers wife isn't here you guys know i give a lot of marriage advice right? i know every, yeah every elk question becomes marriage advice for me so how do you get so much time to go hunting randy Oh, we, we're releasing a video on that. It's an hour and a half long. Yeah. <laughs> so we, we have to wait on that? So all, all the women in the audience, here's what you need to know. When I worked at the sawmill, I'm going to college. I'm getting married on a Saturday, and Don Bowman, the millwright, he comes over to the boiler room where I worked. He's like, Randy, I've known you for almost three years, and I've met Kim three or four times. I'm just here to tell you, you don't bring anything to the table that she can't replace by noon tomorrow. <laughs> so you better behave yourself. So I behaved myself. They That's kept you in line all these years. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it was just my 34th wedding anniversary on the 11th, whenever that yeah, is. Congratulations. Yeah. That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah, I figure if you've been married for 34 years and you hunt 100 days a year, you're qualified to give marriage advice. I think, <laughs> I think you're onto something there. Way more qualified than those two jack wagons in Bozeman. They gave marriage advice. There are a couple. They gave marriage advice to all these people, and they ended up getting divorced. <laughs> if your marriage counselor gets divorced, that, that, that's here's like your sign. There's yeah. your, <laughs> there you go. Here's your sign. That's like hiring an attorney that's in jail, right? <laughs> how, how, hey. was your, how was your fall last year? Our season yeah. last year was way better than we deserved. You know how some years... You work your tail off, and you, you're like, you know, we deserve better than that. And then some years, it just lands on your lap. Yes. Last year was the first year in 15 years that we filled every tag. Oh, no really? kidding. Yeah. I'm, I'm like, whoa. whoa, how's this working out? So, yeah, it was a great year last year. Perfect. What, what am I doing here? Well, I just didn't want you to get hung up. And you've oh. already been to the ER once today. I don't want to. Yeah. yeah. Oh, this reminds me of that IV thing they had running in it. <laughs> when you get up to go pee and you unplug all the things when they got you there in the ER, holy cow, people come running from every direction. I unplugged all, I was going to pee my pants. <laughs> I, I just unplugged everything and I walk into the bathroom and there's people. I'm like, hey, can I get a little privacy around here? <laughs> well, so I went back and plugged everything in and then we were back and running. I love it. I love it. Um, 
big plans for this next year? Anything going? Well, depends on if that doctor can reattach all my tendons and stuff. But so, Randy's okay. got what, Monday? Monday? Yeah, Monday morning. Monday morning, he goes in surgery. to reattach tendons and stuff. Last night, he fell in the shower. No, wait. Uh, Am I <laughs> so, how's the story go, Randy? You yeah. ate some bad pizza? I ate some bad pizza. If you want a pizza recommendation in Portland, I can tell you where not to go. <laughs> Last night I left the show and my son Matthew's like, oh, everyone thinks this is good pizza. I go get it. He drops me off at my hotel. And now I feel like I'm giving birth. I was like, oh. I'm like, oh, this ain't good. So I, I can see what the end is going to be. So I go and I lean over the toilet. And projectile vomiting probably isn't the right term. It was worse than that. But it was so bad. <laughs> I can't drink. I got a bum liver, so I don't drink. Right, um, right, right. I, uh, I felt, I'm like, man, I'm getting dizzy. And I grabbed the towel rack. And the next thing I wake up in the shower on top of all this shattered glass. When I fell, I broke the glass door and the glass slider in the shower. And so... I spent eight hours at your ER here this morning. Uh, and if you want to see a different glimpse of how an ER works, go to one in Vancouver or Portland. Man. <laughs> I, I, when I rolled into town, I told my family, I'm like, man, they cleaned up a lot of these tents and these homeless people. No, they just brought them down to the ER. <laughs> yeah. I, I couldn't believe it. You didn't have to do it to make it an interesting podcast. You could have well, just I know. I, came I, well, the one, the one guy, he looked I mean, like he was on. I was going to ask him if we could do a party application since I don't have any points in Oregon. We definitely can. We definitely but can. I'm sure he looked at me and said, I don't think I'm party happening uh, yeah, with that guy. I don't know if he wants to put in with you. No, I don't blame him. <laughs> I, would, I don't want to put in with me half the time. So we need to get confirmation. We have witnesses here. Are you going to come hunt Oregon with us one of these times? Well, I would like to. I, I really would. You guys always invite me. And I drew the Saddle Mountain. I, I get turned around in this building. Where's Saddle Mountain? Yeah, that way? somewhere this way. Somewhere. So I draw it in 2020. My son, Matthew, who lives in Beaverton, we put in and we draw. And then your governor tells me I got to come in quarantine for 14 days before I can go hunting. Yeah. Not wow. my governor. <laughs> oh, okay. That's uh, governor. Thanks for the clarification. Uh, I appreciate you putting that stamp on us like that. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So uh, I ended up eating that tag. So I didn't get to go Roosevelt hunting. But you guys are going to be my, my ticket to victory, I hope. Yeah. That's the goal, Just hopefully. Guided and outfitted. We can't, we can't let you far. I mean, honestly. No, you can't. Don't let me around sharp objects Ooh, or anything yeah. like that. No arrows. But I will take most of your tags if you do draw them this next year. Like New Mexico, you can write that over to people. Really? Yeah, you can sign those dips. tags Medical right transfer. over. Yeah. There's an A in my name. T-R-E-A. Oh, okay. V-O-R. Right. Yeah. Well, he's got an O in his name, so. <laughs> yeah. That's a fact. I, just, just, just sign it to one of us. That's okay. fine. That's All fine. Right. We'll, show you, the well, we'll show you the video. Hey, did anyone else draw in Alaska today? It was that uh, today's drawing? We never even put in. Did you I put in? in? I put in. I drew a bear tag today. Oh, congratulations. Yeah. Brown bear tag? No. Uh -uh. Oh. Black bear. But you, in Alaska, you can proxy hunt if you're a resident. We're not resident, so it doesn't matter. But, Correct. So You have to draw for a black bear tag? In, in the tag. southeast. Gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. Well, so have you, have you ever killed a Roosevelt elk before? Never. I never even hunted one. You've never hunted one? No. And I've talked, you know, Corey Jacobs, and he's always like, oh, we should go do Rosie sometime. <laughs> 
See yeah. how that went for him. <laughs> yeah. It's tough. I promised him I wouldn't even jab myself in the leg with a with an arrow like David Brinker did. Just but, the arm, evidently. But uh, <laughs> State then of the he found out how, how many grouse you guys have here. He said, Newberg is the last guy you want to take out on the coast. You won't have an arrow left at the day one. That's how I want it. Yeah. (laughs) That is exactly how I want it. You know, those Roosevelt elk are big bodied things. 2,000 pounds. Oh, my. I I bet you that. Well, 2,000. Come on, man. No, if you ask anybody, they're at least 1,300. Yeah, okay. Yeah. That's like all the 420-inch bulls that yeah. run around Bozeman. They're not as big as everybody if, if says. Anyone they're... here from Bozeman, Montana? Right. Okay. Oh, see? Okay. Everyone in Bozeman sees multiple 400-inch yeah, bulls every over. year. Yeah, yeah. I haven't seen one in my life. Same but... with 300-inch Roosevelt's. They're just around every tree around really? here. Really? Yeah. Yeah. And huh. cougars. I saw everybody sees 20 a year. Yeah. I've now, seen three in my life. Yeah, I've seen maybe four. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Elusive well, we must be hunting the wrong spot then. But anyhow, 100%. 100%. back to the deal with Corey. He told me, he said, I know how many grouse there are. I, you're the last guy I'm going elk hunting with in Oregon. <laughs> He's had a tough time. He yeah. had a tough time killing. He had to go put her Alaska to kill a rose. I know. He tried to invite me in on that Alaska deal, too. I Donnie said, about died up there on that trip. Yeah. 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 yeah Donnie's he, passing kidney stones and got the COVID and the who knows what else. And yeah. Shanghai chicken flu and the triggers and scurvy and rickets. And Corey leaves him there. Yeah. That's what I was shocked about. That's I just said, story. save yourself. Yeah. So, oh, no, man. I was smart enough to not get taught. He wanted me to be the camp cook. Oh, there you go. You know how that goes, right? Yeah, I do. Uh, well, so. Food poisoning is... Uh, <laughs> yeah, don't go to that pizza joint over there. <laughs> it, it's across the river, if I'm <laughs> oriented right. People die from less than that. Oh, man. Well, we don't... One thing, we don't want to keep you here too long because we know you're in pain, but now oh. that you told me you're staying until Sunday anyway... Yeah, I'm over-medicated. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Like, no, we just give you another pain pill or two and yeah. you'll probably be fine. Well, I think I could just go buy some from the dude down here on the corner. He looks like he's... You probably could have actually peddled some from people in the ER. I, I mean, there, there's really some colorful stuff here. You know, if there's one good thing about living in Bozeman, Montana, where it gets down to 30 below zero every once in a while, yeah, clear no out kidding. in the wintertime. Our homeless problem is very seasonal. <laughs> yeah. And what we do, we give them a $50 and buy them a bus ticket to Missoula. Missoula. Send <laughs> And then they go to Portland from there. I believe so. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Seems like it. Definitely so. seems like it. No, if you guys are interested in this Roosevelt Elk thing, if I got a good surgeon and I can pull a trigger or whatever. you guys. Do you think you can pull a trigger with that, that hand of yours? I don't know. I... Are we? Uh, oh. Absolutely not. Not quite stable yet. No. Yeah. Eight hours. Yeah. Okay. Boy, you got a long recovery period around here. Eight hours. Oh. Yeah. Damn. <laughs> no, so. but if you uh, if you do want to come hunt Roosevelt's, I imagine. Would you guys like to see him shoot a Roosevelt? Oh, there we go. See? Oh, Look man. at that. We got it all planned out. <laughs> Look at that. All right. So, is grouse season open? You said it was, you were going to take me in like November or December. Is grouse yeah, season open? Yeah. That, no, it will. Yeah. So I was thinking maybe something along the lines of a rifle or muzzleloader tag. There you go. Would that work? That'd work for me. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I'm, cool. I'm the worst archery shot you've ever been around. And, well, I, I don't think the worst, probably okay. not. And no. how about blacktail deer? Have you ever uh Only sick of blacktail, but... You found it those? Your blacktail deer in November when they're in the rut, I think are the most beautiful animal. Yeah. And their cape and the look of them. 
I so badly want to come and hunt uh, a Columbia blacktail in November when they're rutting. It, I don't know. Maybe they, it's they are just, a pretty chocolate coat, you know, that Roman yeah. nose on the. Yeah, they are pretty dear for sure. Yeah, I'd, I'd love to come and do that. So. Oh, absolutely. Um, do you want to do some questions? Yeah, let's do I'm it. I'm good. My wife isn't here. I'll answer any question. <laughs> do you guys have any questions? Because I know she could replace me by noon tomorrow. Right here. Little louder, bud. Where are we? What are we most excited about for this upcoming season? That's a great question. Um, Actually, I have a, a hunt that I have planned with my dad this year for an elk hunt. And um, we're going to go on a, a big family hunt this year. And uh, that is what I'm looking forward to the most. It's going to be the one of the first times in a long time that our whole family is going to be together to, to go after an elk. So it'll be really cool. So. And it's going to be the first time we were at Hunt Expo in Salt Lake, and everyone's like, "When are you coming to Utah?" And I was like, "They're coming to Utah this year." So we're going to Utah. Utah. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Uncle Randy. Oh, what am I most excited about? Yeah. We did a sweepstakes with the Elk Foundation, and the winner gets a Kentucky elk tag. Oh. I've wanted to go to Kentucky and hunt elk forever. Not that I get to hunt, but he gets to hunt September 30th through October 5th with a rifle. Oh, <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> That's pretty fun. So yeah. we went out there turkey hunting this last year with West Virginia, Kentucky, and Ohio. Yeah. And the elk out there were some of the most impressive bulls that I've seen. Really? Yeah. It um, was and the weird thing was is all those all those elk basically they transplanted them in there on the recovery and it was all on um, reclaimed mines. Yeah. So the mountaintops are gone and it's it's all reclaimed ground and it's just open knob grass knob and all those elk in the in the springtime were out feeding and every night you get up there in glass and you'd see every open patch had a herd of elk in it. it was pretty impressive cool well, it's a really cool recovery plan and hearing yeah. what what rocky mountain elk foundation's done to them and and uh gosh you know pennsylvania now with the herd in there and and all that it's really cool to see the recovery of what they've done yeah i mean i'm never going to get a chance to do it we uh, try. Do you you put in, don't you? Oh yeah, ten yeah. bucks. I mean, I spill that much coffee cheap. on the floor every morning. Ten yeah. bucks. That's a, yeah, I'm does. not even a good start by noon. <laughs> so yeah, I, I apply every year, but yeah, I'm never going to draw. Yeah, I, I'm going to Alaska this year for the first time ever for for me hunting. So I'm going to go there in late season and chase around some blacktails in Alaska this year. So that's kind of one for me that I'm excited about. But so. And my, my best friend's scheduled to draw a really good tag here in Oregon, so I'm going to go call for him. Uh, since kindergarten, we've been best friends and haven't got elk hunt together for a lot of years since high school, so go over there and call for him for some days. Uh, I, I got a camera guy getting married in elk season. you got to be kidding. What? No. Who? Mark? No. Who? No, he's been married a long time. I'm, I'm going to protect the innocent. But <laughs> no. We got no. two weddings That is going not on innocent. In There's nothing innocent about no. that. Are no. you going to attend it? That's the other question. <laughs> I know. I, <laughs> I don't do weddings or funerals in hunting season. All right. If you're having babies and stuff like that, you better do it, I don't know, June, June July, July. That's the window, right? Yeah. My whole thing is if he's getting forced to get married in Elksy, it ain't going to last very long. No, I know. That's it. I give it four years tops. <laughs> No, that's a piece of marriage advice. I sat him down, but I don't think he was listening. Yeah. I yeah. think he's playing on Instagram. Anyone know how to do Instagram? You guys know how to do Instagram? No, that's why we, we, we've hired people to do that I don't either. Us. Yeah. 
I hate Instagram. I, I think it's like Facebook's way to just try to tease people like me. Just just when you start figuring it out, then it switches on you. Yeah, I (laughs) I think you need your own TikTok, Brandy. Yeah, I think it'd be. I think you can make a pretty good TikTok right now. now. (laughs) Really? Yeah, I do. Comedy hour with Uncle Randy. Yeah. Oh man. Probably have to ask like a ten-year-old how to do it. Uh, But well, whenever someone asks, "Hey, can we get a picture?" I look for who's the youngest person in the room. Because if you're my age, you'll probably break that camera before you figure out how to take a picture. <laughs> Any other questions, guys? Come on, we got to get a show on. There we go. There you go. In November? Uh, With a rifle. Gotcha. Yeah. So, honestly, like, especially Roosevelt hunting style, as what I've had the best luck with, honestly, is waiting for those days that it's just nasty out, that you can get away with almost anything. So there's a ton of wind. We get a lot of that on the coast. So everything's moving. The brush is moving. The the wind is swirling and everything. And so in just slipping around, a lot of people that I know, good rifle hunters, a lot of times they shoot them at, you know, 15, 20 yards and just slip in on if you know where they're living, if you know where they're at, that kind of style of hunting. Yeah. Yeah. Still hunting the timber. You know, finding those benches where those bulls are going to be hanging out. Yeah. So, Uncle Randy, what would you do? I'd call you guys. <laughs> You're on my speed dial there. <laughs> I yeah. told you, you give me the tag. You know, Just I might be tag. dumb, but I ain't stupid. Just you give know. me the tag. <laughs> <laughs> Anybody else, guys? Okay. Central Oregon hunting. The question is if we've, we've ever yeah. hunted Central Oregon. Yeah, that's one of those areas we just haven't haven't really spent much time. It was either all the way over east, but majority is, you know, down on the south coast. Yeah. yeah. Troy spent a little bit of time uh, over there, a guy that works for us. And um, anyway, he's had some elk encounters as well, but we haven't. We've never really dived into it. Yeah. Yeah. More questions. Any other questions? Got to keep this thing going, right? There's 2,000 people sitting in front of us. I'm not a one question. I got it. Cascade Roosevelt's. Cascade Roosevelt's. Cascade Roosevelt's is kind of where I cut my teeth, honestly. Yeah, there has been some some good bulls. You know, that that area in particular, like where I grew up, um, changed a lot when they stopped logging. And so um, elk populations, predator stuff, I, I kind of haven't really spent much time up there in the last 15 or 20 years. Um, but the, I like that it's, it's rugged country age class, you know, the density's not there, what the coast is, but there's definitely some, some really good opportunities. There's some wilderness areas to backpack in and, and all that. And I've had, like I said, I learned, learned more, made more mistakes in the Cascades chasing elk than I have anywhere else. I actually have a question for you, Randy. Oh, so you've been doing this hunting gig for quite a little while, right? Yeah, well, uh, what what will be uh, season sixteen? Sixteen. What's left on your bucket list? Right, do you I, have something where you're like, I need to do this? Yeah, I do. What do uh, we got? And uh, you reach a point in your life where it's not the species; it's the landscapes. For me, adventure and hunting is a huge part of what intrigues me. So I still have a few remaining landscapes I gotta hunt. 
or want to hunt. The Mackenzie yeah. Mountains, the Yukon, and the Brooks Range. I okay. used to have the Cassie Yards. I got that. I did that. I used to have the Wrangles in Alaska. I did that. And even if I'm just there ptarmigan hunting, yeah, I, landscapes fascinate me. And these places take wild to a whole new level of wild. And there's something about going to these super wild places where I just get the feeling that the landscape is forming you. That you, you feel so out of con- like you have you're not even a grain of sand on the ocean. Yep. And so you're vulnerable, you're trying to learn, you're you're seeing the entire systems interacting with each other. And so for me it's about landscapes and those are the three that are left on my list. I, I think the cool thing there is like we were talking, so many places we'd never go visit never have the time to go visit unless we went hunting there you'd never stand on top of this mountain you know there's no trail there the only reason i'm up there is to glass or see that view and and all that and that i I agree on the adventure side of hunting is it's not about the animal at that or the success it's going and challenging yourself in these unknown places and, and exploring but it's places you never would have been if you wouldn't have had a tag in your pocket absolutely or you know weapon in your hand you know yeah and how many people say, well, you could go hike there, you could go camp there? There is no level of immersion to a landscape like when you're hunting with a tag in your hand. 100%. It forces you to see every relationship, every little aspect in ways that you would never look at that landscape if you were just hiking or camping. Yes. And I try to tell people that, and they're like, you know, I think you would drop down his head as a child. Which that's fine. You know, I, well, I remember the first time we hunted out of state and Cody had been there about a week before me and he had experienced some of the spots where he was finding elk. And there was a point where we got to the top of a peak and we could see quite a ways away, some valleys and some other peaks a long ways off. And I remember Cody he goes, you see that one over there? We're going to drop down. We're going to get to the top of that. And then we're going to drop down to the left. And we're going to go to that far one over there. And I looked at him like, are you serious? <laughs> and it seemed almost impossible. But then after, you know, hours and hours go by, next thing you know, we're at the first peak. We're eating lunch. And by the end of the day, he was right. We were on the next peak. Like, we're talking miles and miles as far as you could see. And it's just like. That's pretty awesome to think that that's how you can experience something like that. Yeah. I I just love that part of it. Yeah. I, and I know people say, oh, when you say you don't, it's not that important that you fill a tag. Don't get me wrong. I, want, <laughs> I do want to fill the tag. There's a lot of yeah. times I'm there wondering why I'm right there. Yeah. <laughs> There's well, easier ways to do this, right? <laughs> yeah. I don't... Uh, I don't look back at it and say, oh, this hunt was a waste of my time because I didn't fill a tag. Because yeah. all those kind of things, you know, it's the friendships, the family, the just getting to experience so much that you otherwise would not get to. Do you guys have any bucket list things? Because look at, I mean, it could be tomorrow. Look at Randy. I mean, <laughs> he can't even go to the Next bathroom thing you know, you're correctly. Eating a slice of pizza. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, you know, I always think that uh, that float trip for a moose. You know, it's one of those things you go get dropped off and it's just you and a couple other guys. You, you've got a hundred miles of river ahead of you. Like that adventure, like we we did a backpacking podcast earlier with EXO. And like I said, in the lower 48, most of the time, 
the most you're going to be away from your pickup, six hour hike, you know, six, eight hours there, there is no exit. There is, you know, you're there immersed that, that (laughs) scares me, but kind of that adventure is something that I want to be. It's like, you're just there with the tools that you got and brought and hope, hopefully you made a good list on what you, you got. Hopefully you brought a patch kit. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> or two. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, you know, I would love to do a moose hunt as well, but uh, as I'm getting older and some of my family members are getting older, I'm just, it's less about the places and more about who I'm spending it with. Yeah. Probably. Like, you mentioned it could be a ptarmigan or whatever you're after. And, you know, so spending time with uh, family and friends, uh, those are just valuable times, you know. So. Yeah. And I get asked that a lot, too, as far as what's your favorite hunt, right? And my answer is always my next hunt. Yeah. Uh, that's my favorite. Yeah. That's going to be my favorite. Because if I, if I get that expectation in me as far as, like, what it could be, that's my favorite one, you know. So... Yeah. Yeah. You never know. Yeah. No, I, I think, too, we've always, we started out when we did start going out of state and uh, like what Trevor was saying, you know, going to a spot. And then we we started that a uh, long time ago in Wyoming. And it was just after that, we're like, we got to go do it again. Well, what we found, honestly, was like we went to the same spot. And it, it, it was amazing how when you go to somewhere new, you hunt so much harder because you don't have any preconceived notions. So what we started doing, honestly, is every time we went somewhere out of state, we tried to do a new spot, somewhere different, because it would be a new experience. It was there was never a stone unturned, you know, because we had to find them right, or we had to go, you know, over this mountain that we'd never been over. It seems like when you and in, and that happens in Roosevelt country for us. We'll go to the same spot. We'll bugle from the same tree down in the same bottom. If they don't answer here, we go over the ridge. They're probably going to answer. You know, it seems kind of monotonous and repetitive. Whereas, like, if you're going to a whole new spot every single time, it's a new adventure. You know, and that's what that's what we've kind of liked to do as well. Yeah. What kind of advice? The question was, what kind of advice do you have for people that are getting started? Hunting Someone who later may be really old. <sighs> old. Old. Yeah, old. Yeah. I'd be me. I'm old. <laughs> We're going to let you uh, take that one. Yeah. Uh, I would say, first of all, have fun. And second of all, view every day as a learning process. My greatest learning happened when I made what people would call a mistake. And I view success as just a whole series of learning activities along the way. Some people are like, well, yeah, you went 12 days in a row and you didn't even get one. Those were all failures. No, for me, 
They were putting that puzzle together, learning and learning for that hunt, but learning for the next season or learning for the time maybe I go to Colorado or whatever. So I always tell people, if you're going to be an elk hunter, you are raising your hand and saying, this is my life's craft. Okay. You, you are saying hunting is something that's important to me and you get to work at it and improve every year just based on how much you, you want to put into it. And uh, there will be bumps along the way, but just smile and make sure it's fun. If it's not fun, you're not you're going to give up on it. The other one, too, is try to find a mentor. Find someone that, that's got some of those learning experiences that can help you along the way, um, especially with archery, you know, and figuring out equipment and all that. And, uh, you know, and a lot of the times they're going to be prideful in teaching you those lessons and uh, can help help you in that process. You could also click on every YouTube video Born and Raised Outdoors has ever made. <laughs> that's a that's gonna just really ingest that information. <laughs> yeah. Any other questions, guys? You aren't going to call on anyone? Wow. Yeah. But I couldn't hear. Where would you? That's great. Where would you find a mentor? Oh. No, so. That's why these activities like Randy was talking about with the RMEF a little earlier and all these uh, organizations, um, you know, you got BHA, you've got the Roosevelt, um, you've got Bo even, bow your, shoots even is another. your local bow shops, right? Like uh, Eugene at the Bow Rack. Man, every time I go in there, mm -hmm. it's a community of people trying to help one another, you know, be better at archery or whatever the case may be. Stuff like that. Go to these archery shoots and go to the gun range and meet somebody. And stuff like that is a really, really good spot to just kind of spark up the conversation and see where it goes. There is a new group that is formed called the First Hunt Foundation that matches mentors and new hunters. You can sign up to be a mentor or you can sign up to be a new hunter. First Hunt Foundation. Cool. That's really awesome. Really cool. Yeah. Yeah. That. Right. That. I that's think, a really hard challenge. Yeah. Uh, and for me, I think if you start reaching out to some of these groups and start asking for like to like, they're always looking for people to volunteer. Uh, for some of these groups and to reach out to those groups and then you can get in the the niche you know and that might help you find like-minded people that uh, have your same interests that uh, yeah be willing to uh, well, kind on, of mentor you you know on top of that though like we we live in a day and age now where it's totally different than even 10 years ago like you can get online and there's forums and there's like, say you want to hunt birds or, uh, you know, whatever it may be, grouse. Like Randy was talking about, one of his favorite things to hunt. It, it, the, the barrier to entry is not too bad. A lot of it's just driving around and finding them or something of that nature. So with all the mapping stuff that we have available right at our fingertips today and all the knowledge online, there's a lot of access to where you can, you can find stuff out on your own as well, you know. I would, 
another place I wouldn't overlook is your organ. What is it? DF and W here? Yeah, ODF and W. ODF and W. Does a really good job compared to most other states in terms of providing information for new hunters. I know everyone's like, wait a second. They, they didn't draw my elk tag. I, I don't like ODF and W. They do a really good job. Even a group that does better than them is Colorado Parks and Wildlife. Colorado Parks and Wildlife has an entire series where they went and found what, by all respects, would be a non-traditional hunter, and they walked her through the entire process, and there's a video everywhere along the way. And ODFNW also hosts clinics, so they have youth clinics, women clinics starting out. Um, I know that like down in our local area for, wa- or for waterfowl, they have uh, a couple clinics a year with class, so you can... And a lot of times there, I think you could connect with people as well. What? Oh, gotcha. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know about I don't know about that. It's movie magic. Yeah. <laughs> Green screen, right? Green yeah. screen. Yeah. We've been using the same bull kill for the last fifteen years. <laughs> it's just different Reshoot. angles. It's just different angles. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. As far as uh, bow season. I think it's going to be great. I mean, I, I think I love the, I would love it to see it just the whole month of September, just from start to finish. Yeah. Colorado did that change where it's September 2nd. Now every year they used to do the same as Oregon based on the Saturday calendar. Um, it, it should be a great season. I know rifle deer season goes to November 10th this year, and there's probably not going to be many blacktail. So if you want to hunt blacktail, this is the year, Randy. Easy. Yeah, yeah. it does. <laughs> I'd take you for a very steep price, though. Really? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm. Yeah, I'd look into it while you're on pills right now. You might want to <laughs> sign this. Checkbook. Sign this really yeah. quick. Go ahead. Yeah. Spring bear tactics. Is that what you're? Yeah. Oh yeah. Hunt the evenings. Sleep in. <laughs> we, yeah, I don't know. We, wow. We've tried, but I honestly don't know if we've killed a bear before noon. Maybe. Oh, yeah. yeah, we've killed a few, but not very many. Yeah. Been because we're not there. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, grass roads, um, clear cuts, new growth. Don't be afraid. Like, especially even a, a brand new clear cut, year or two old, they're going to be in the grubs on the stumps. Um, but then they'll... F- you know, as the first thing when they they get start getting active, they're going to eat grass, and that's going to be the main focus. Yeah, yeah, say, say, yeah. East on the east side, yeah. Um, south facing slopes going to be the first green up snow lines. And then when you're looking at new country, look for those stumps that have been torn up, logs that have been turned over. You know, that's going to hold that bear sign. Fort Peck walleyes. Oh, there's a guy from Montana. Or, or do you live in Montana? Or do you? F- I was born in Montana. Okay, so he wants fishing advice in Fort Peck. 
I said anything is fair game because my <laughs> wife isn't here, but my wife is the world's greatest walleye fanatic. If I told you where to go there, she'd oh. probably chop my arm off. <laughs> <laughs> but no, it's... Yeah, and a lot of people get a kick out of the fact that I equate walleye fishing to elk hunting so much. And wow. uh, Maybe we don't need to go. <laughs> <laughs> but at Fort Peck, you're gonna, those are reservoir fish. They are so transient. Where you find them today, they're going to be complete. There's a very good chance they're going to be somewhere else tomorrow. Fish the wind is kind of like... I only know of one. Scott Sundin, or Sundheim. So. All right. Oh, he's getting you. He's getting you You're deep. deep, buddy. Uh, no, um, that's an off off the air conversation. Yeah, that, that one's gonna have to go on the down low. Uh, my wife's on boat number five. Really? Yeah, I have to fish 40 days a year as a condition of marriage. Really? Is she hard on boats or what? Is that part no. of your marital advice? I mean, <laughs> oh, yeah. 40 days? 40 days is what the expectation is. I don't always meet it. And like a lot of things in my marriage, I don't meet the expectations. Disappointing. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah. I'm right there with you. Are you more of a troller or a oh, sitting trolling? Yeah. Just I mean, trolling. It's like mowing the grass, man. You put those lures out and you got the depth and the speed and it's just like autopilot. <laughs> Perfect. And then you got a clicker on there, you know, and one hits. I've never even seen a walleye uh, in my life. I've never, really? I've never, that? yeah, held a wow. walleye before. I heard they're delicious, though. That's what I've heard. Oh, they're I've heard delicious. they're really good. Yeah. I heard they're really good. They're really good. So I don't know how we got, how'd we get on the wall? Oh, he has the walleye. Yeah, question. you're taking him fishing next week. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. What you, don't well, know what you agreed to, bud. Yeah, well, thank, thank God I don't have a rowboat today. I'd be going in a circle. Going in a circle, yeah. <laughs> Any other questions, guys? Yeah. Solo tactics for. Oh, that's that's, that's hard. Such a great question. We get it all the time. Solo is difficult. So they'll have a safe place. Usually, an elk will have a safe place that it gets to. Right, that's where it's going to hang up and not come any closer. Usually, a couple reasons. One being they want to see you first um or you know they're just not totally convinced or it's just that's just where they're going to say and that's as far as they're going to go so i mean there's a few different things you can do um one being just stop stop everything let him kind of wander off and then go close to where he felt safe before and maybe start calling up again and hope he comes back to that area once they find a safe spot a lot of times they'll revisit it you know so that's another tactic and or just being quiet as you can, sneak in on him, and hopefully he's still there and trying to shoot him. And, and you got to use the terrain there, terrain features. It's like if you're by yourself and there's a finger ridge, the bull's on the offside, you got to get to where he's going to he's gonna come to where he can see where that last sound came from. So you've got to be in position to shoot him. So a lot of times if that bull's coming back and forth calling, you know, when you shut up, make his minimal amount of noise going forward. Don't call but where he's going to come up over and check out where that sound is. And you got to be in position to, to shoot him at that. So if you set up 80 yards from the top of the ridge, chances are he's going to hang up at 80 yards and say, okay, that sound is there. And, and that's the, let him walk off. If you get caught on that point, let him walk off, call again, make a quick move and, and get inside that 40 yards. 
Oh, the Rambush really hasn't paid off for us that well. I mean, we try it, but uh, I mean, you definitely can. And it all depends on the on the bull, you know, if he's in a fighting mood, there's, you know, and thick cover. Like for us, I think you, you stand a better chance solo hunting, honestly, on the Oregon coast in that thick terrain because they they they're going to have their barrier to entry is going to be a lot tighter. Like they're comfortable coming 20 yards from that sound, even though they can't see it. So. And there's also other tactics like you're not going to see, well, we don't very often like use decoys. That might be a very good tactic to use or, you know, do a lot of raking, do a lot of, you know, stuff like that still to maybe coax that elk a little bit further, you know. Well, guys, who's coming to the movie night tonight? Sweet. Awesome. Sweet. So if you haven't too, I think there's still a few tickets left, but it's going to be up all the way in the North Hall on the west corner there. Uh, we got the movie Brotherhood tonight. Pretty excited. Kind of back to the old school film DVD days uh, that we're going to premiere tonight. So super excited. Randy, you'll be walleye fishing or something, aren't you? Guiding? I'm going to go check out those boats over there. My wife, she she's like a sick <laughs> she, boat. She probably boat needs another like, one. Yeah, yeah, but the bad part about <laughs> yeah. yeah Randy do you have anything that you want to add to the whole conversation no not really I just can't believe people listen or watch anything I say or do <laughs> no if, if yeah yeah but I, I, I am kind of amazed you know growing up in a little logging town of 500 people if if you would have told me this is what my adult life would be I'd be like, what planet are you from? Yeah. And here I, you know, live in the greatest country in the world where you can build dreams that you want to follow. And I don't care what it is. We've all built similar dreams and we're in a great country where we get to do it. And I just pinch myself every day and say, can you believe this? What a country. Pretty amazing. Yeah. Yeah. So. Absolutely. Well, I just thank you so much, man. Thank you, guys. Yeah, appreciate you. it. Yeah. Thank you all for coming. Yeah. We really appreciate it, guys. Appreciate Thanks, it. guys. Thanks.